meningococcal disease is from the bacteria Neisseria meningitidis. It's a bacterial infection. It's very rare but extremely deadly and preventable. Because of that, we really want to encourage vaccination for those who are at higher risk of exposure. When someone is infected with meningitis, it commonly infects the brain and spinal cord, and death in this situation is 10 to 15%, even with treatment. If 100 people are infected, 10 to 15 of those people would die, even if receiving treatment. Meningitis is actually the most common in infants. They're not able to be vaccinated. And then the next most common group is between the ages of 16 to 21 years old. Some other at-risk groups unrelated to age, if you don't have a spleen so that you're not making normal defenses against infections. The group that we think of and is most devastating is young individuals going off to college. Young men and women living in the dorms tend to be particularly vulnerable. Meningitis can be spread through body fluids, through saliva, is very common. Sharing drink, those people tend to very commonly infect each other and where we're really concerned. It's also through respiratory droplets, things like kissing, sharing drinks, coughing. I particularly warn young people about sharing cigarettes and pipes who might be engaging in behaviors outside of their home at college that they wouldn't necessarily have done before and actually really increase their risk to bacteria from other individuals we don't always think about because it's so rare is how meningitis would look if it were presenting. And it tends to present pretty suddenly. So a call from a college student of yours that says they have a high fever, a headache, that they're having trouble bending their neck or they feel like they have a very stiff neck, and really the beginning of some flu-like symptoms sometimes, particularly with meningitis B. And that can be nausea, vomiting, some confusion, some trouble with light, like their eyes are very sensitive to the light, or even a rash. So those symptoms in someone who's living in army barracks, who's a college freshman, who's traveling abroad, who's at risk of an outbreak, who's in the communities like the men who have sex with men community, and anyone who had those symptoms should immediately seek a medical evaluation. And depending on the severity of your symptoms, that might be your doctor's office or the emergency room. We recommend vaccinating against meningitis at 11 years old, a booster is recommended at 16 years old in order to be effectively vaccinated for when you go off to school, living in the dorms, close contact, both in high school and college. For most individuals, we're going to recommend the two shots at 11 and at 16. For an individual who are HIV positive, we would recommend those two vaccines at their normal age. And then again in five years, in New York State, we had had a meningitis outbreak in the city and you know, young people go to clubs and bars and are dating or met partners online, that those individuals tended to be at increased risk of being exposed to meningitis. So we were recommending that all men who have sex with men receive one meningitis vaccine, and that's for adults. And then all men who have sex with men who are HIV positive actually have two meningitis vaccines eight weeks apart. In New York State, we actually have a requirement that our students are receiving the meningitis vaccine. That's going to start in the 2016-2017 school year. This will be new for providers. So as those young people are coming into your office, we want to be making sure that all of our young people are caught up and have at least received their first meningitis vaccine. The requirement for school admission will be around 7th grade and 12th grade. This will receive each of the meningitis vaccines in order to prevent this very preventable bacterial infection. The meningitis vaccines that we have protect against AC, 
W and Y. C and Y are the most common. And those are the two that we're really worried about getting the protection from in those vaccines. And there is, in fact, an additional vaccine that only includes C and Y. We just don't tend to use that one. B is the other one that we worry about, and that's on its own. It is not currently a recommendation that all individuals get vaccinated against B. But because there have been these outbreaks on college campuses, the FDA went ahead and did approve for use in the states meningitis B vaccines. There is that option to vaccinate your college-bound kids and to consider getting them the meningitis B. Doctor's offices may not all have this vaccine, so you would want to talk to your doctor's office before you go there looking for it. In the future, it might become a recommendation, but at the moment, it's just an option that's available and FDA approved. The side effects tend to be mild. We expect about 50% of people will get some sort of side effect from the vaccine. For the traditional meningitis vaccine that we're recommending and is required for schools starting next year, the most common are some pain and redness at the site of injection and a mild fever, and that tends to resolve in one to two days. The meningococcal B vaccine tends to have a little bit more side effect profile. Side effects tend to be mild, but soreness, tiredness and fatigue, headache, muscle or joint pain, and some fevers or chills with that vaccine.